we're back it's um i'm not i got my more i'm i'm acting more excited than i actually am about talking about this episode you guys i hope i don't know if everyone else feels the same about this but stagnant week when it came to moon Knight. i felt uh episode five everybody welcome back to the podcast we got steel and jr say hi guys yo hello after after about 15 minutes of talking about the episode we're finally recording the episode yeah. <laughs> we've been we've been sitting here recording for 20 15 minutes yeah. and, and you said you said this episode was stagnant and i want to get to what you think of moon knight we'll get to that but there are some some things i wanted to address before we talk about the episode right um last week someone either you or i mentioned oscar isaac's future in the mcu and him not being happy so I actually found a quote from an article here. It says, reading between the lines there, uh, it's not that Oscar Isaac doesn't want to come back for more projects in the MCU. Uh, he said he wanted to sign up on his own speed and he didn't want to be tied into long contracts. So it's not that he's not happy with it. He just doesn't have any future contracts with Marvel at the moment. Which is what we saw. I mean, I've read a couple articles now that we're kind of coming to the end. I'm starting to dive into some of the stuff that's being posted out there about Moon Knight. And that um, was a six contract or six episode contract. I respect mm -hmm. that from Oscar Isaac because you get people like Chris Evans and um, Robert Downey who signed on for decades um, almost. <laughs> Literally over a decade. Right? Yeah, and I understand his want to not want to do that. Oh, yeah. for you know, sure. How old is he anyway? Is he what, 40s, 50s? Uh, he oh. looks like he's in his uh, little in his mid twenties. The way I keep looking at him in the show, Oscar Isaac is okay. So he's forty three. So let's say he does sign on to a ten year deal. He's fifty three by the time he retires. That's also a big statement there, Steele, saying that even Marvel will be around for another ten years in this kind yeah. of sense when it comes to these big contracts. You, you don't think Marvel will exist in ten years as it does now? You're crazy. The MCU, anyway. I don't know. I, I listen. This is what I'm saying. We're gonna see what comes up with these other shows because we were just talking sure. about uh, Black Widow and we've talked about Eternals a little bit here and there, and those those movies. We're like the first time I've seen the tra train track kind of wobble on the tracks when it came to the MCU uh, equation. That's a very good analogy uh, and a very good point. That do you think that that's sorry to cut you off? Do you think that's on purpose? That's kind of like let's use one of these smaller films to test a theory that we have that this direction will play to our audience. I... And they use those smaller films almost as like. <clears throat> test movies and then you got you know the big avengers end game and all that that's all been i said a certain way i don't know it's so weird because they're releasing movies like movies like eternal and black widow and in and, and an era of tv Mar marvel disney tv shows and i think people are leaning towards that because the content is quality but then you get a movie like eternals or black widow that are very um as the kids say nowadays mid they're very mid yeah movies as a whole um so I think they tried to get those ones out of the way so we could quickly forget about them and move on to more exciting shit like Doctor Strange uh, when you start. So you think that's why they decided to put those into this current phase? Absolutely. You, Especially saying... with like Moon Knight, right? Because Moon Knight's a mini series that they're doing here. And they said, I've, I read about Kagan Feige's uh, comments about this. He said like, this is all it is going to be. It's going to be the six episode series. They've even put it to the Academy for limited series award. And you, to do that, right. you can't, 
have any future contracts i do know that he's to appear in future marvel projects but to have his own standalone series isn't going to happen uh i do like what you said though about testing the waters with these types of movies and getting a new feel because sam rami is going to be doing that with uh multiverse of madness now mm -hmm. right it's a different mm -hmm. we got to test these audiences they got to grab new people in the so, quality of marvel is going back up yeah. so you're saying what their current plan is kind of get all these major characters into the movies and then run mini series on a lot of the more minor characters that may not be able to have a substantial plot where they could, you know, carry out the characters in one movie. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think that's kind of what we're seeing right now. Um, and I can't say I hate that because it gives us a chance to look at, you know, like Moon Knight. I've never heard of Moon Knight before, right. whereas I knew who Iron Man was before the movie even came out. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to so, introduce these little characters and like. Uh, so you know th some of these new characters, and I'm like, oh man, like Moon Knight, like his armor or whatever you yeah. want to call it, is absolutely it's cool. sweet looking. Which this so, dive into the episode a little bit. I'm missing that yeah, freaking armor. Um, how did yeah, you guys feel? I know I said that I was underwhelmed. How did you guys feel about the episode five Asylum? Okay. It was very, you know, because I watched it with my wife, and you know, it's kind of like what the hell is moon knight and yes and you know it's i don't know what it's trying to do anymore like okay they were they're they're tugging at our heartstrings just kind of trying to play you know i don't even know anymore <laughs> like, <laughs> the it, it was did that though the episode didn't yeah. give yeah. me a lot like the entire episode of the asylum part something that we did get answered we were talking about where where is mark specter right now yes you right. were right, Jer. Uh, I really wish I was, to be honest. Because every time I'm wrong about Marvel, <laughs> yes, I'm like, you point. fucker, you know this stuff. You've trained your whole life for this. Um, so I love that it was the afterlife. Um, I just felt the flow of the show. And um, I'm going to use this every single time that Marvel deviates from the way they feel. It was, D, um, it was the CW, Warner Brothers feel to it, the way it flowed. I just... I, I didn't care at any point, anytime new stuff was coming up, you know, like Steven's running through the, the memories, like, okay, what memory are we going to get? And I just, it left me bored. Here's my thoughts. Yeah. I think episode five may be better than episode four. What? I'm out of here. I can't. No, no, listen, listen, that movie, <laughs> the first half of that episode, and we all ragged on the first half of that episode being not what we wanted. We, and we all agreed that the last 15 minutes of that episode were the best parts in the yeah. asylum. We had questions that needed answers. And in this episode, right off the bat, we get those answers. And it makes the story way more interesting because then we realize, oh, my God, he's caught in between life and death in like a, a purgatory like Black Panther. And they actually mentioned the ancestral, ancestral realms by name in this episode. Yes. So we know that there's like a level of afterlifing that we're doing here. And I thought the fact that we're in this and we got to kind of reconcile our whole life in the matter of between life and death, it's it really was captivating. I mean, we always talk about the themes, and that's definitely the theme to this episode. I just felt like you said, okay, so we actually got a lot of questions that we've been asking ourselves every podcast. Who is Mark Spector got answered? Um, which was awesome, but it's just the way guys that it got answered. It's just, I wasn't each memory that he went through. I wasn't trying, I wasn't interested in the next one that came. I was very bored during that time. Okay. Uh, finding out that Mark kind of doesn't have like, okay. For example, I'll do the Khonshu part where we get okay. the origin story for moon Knight. 
very lax i felt and it was just a quick you know Kanchu just saying you're my moon knight now and him saying yes i kind of wanted more of a backstory i knew we were going to probably see what happened to lila's dad but i would like to see mark battling with like almost dying and everything and get more okay. of that i just didn't it almost feel like they rushed the Kanchu part where that they spread out the whole you know this is mark specter this is mark specter this is how we became mark specter oh by the way this is when he became Kanchu. Okay, and then, you know, this is Mark Spector. Oh, this episode is about him coming to terms with the fact that he's not who he thinks he is. Yes, yes. I'm... He's three different people in his mind. And the third guy does show up in this episode. I swear to God, they do. He talks like a, like a Brooklyn accent or something. He's got the tape on his nose, and his nose is, like, extra broken. And then if they cut back to Mark, uh, he's got no tape on his nose, and it's not all fucked up. So you can rewatch it. I didn't... It, it's definitely worth to so check it out. Okay. Watch his his intensity when he has the bandage on his nose. So what this episode was is that you now know he has three personalities. This episode is going through his life and trying to separate those by reliving and facing the pain. And the pain was when his mother used to, and it's a shitty subject to talk about always, but child abuse. And it's about how before he was hit, he turned into... Uh, what was it? Steven. Um, Steven. Yeah. And then as Steven, when he was getting abused to help him handle that, he created the third identity to help him cope with this pain and trauma. And it's all about PTSD and how he dealt with it and leaving himself in the past. He's got to separate with these identities. He can't live with two or three of them. And then when she does the whole heart scale thing, it proves that. I'm really happy we're talking because I saw this. I really needed you guys to help me with this episode because like I just was left with maybe i didn't see i watched it three times i'm like i'm missing something that this episode is not giving me and i like what you said because i also wanted to talk about the origin and how you guys felt about steven's origin story because this whole time we kind of wanted to know how these two became one and it turns out mark was aware of the whole situation yep. from day one he knew he created these personalities he knows that he has a split personality that's i love that and now we have an answer I have split personality. It all comes from that childhood trauma and how you deal with it. See, and one of my favorite things that even Steven said was, you know, I thought I was the original. No, that's something I love that we're talking about too, is what you said there, Jer, and, and having the fact that that's when they realize both of them together, they're not the, there's other people at personalities at play. I didn't realize, okay, so there's a part guys where like Mark is sitting there in the bedroom. He's his mom's about to bust in. Steven mm. is created. And then we have the Steven yes. origin. I wanted more again from that origin stories. I feel like this was an origin story episode and the, to get from point A to point B from beginning to end of the episode was just a, all over the place for me. I just don't think child abuse is something you want to spend more than five to ten minutes on. In no, a but maybe we project. could have gotten him doing that one quick bit of him turning to Steven, then more instances like maybe him at school dealing with Steven, bringing him out of other places. But we've seen that in episode one, two, and three where they're constantly at war. So you know this has been going on his whole life. Right. I wanted, just like you said, I know that you're big on like, show me, don't <laughs> don't, don't tell me don't sort don't of tell, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I wanted that to be today, uh, okay. uh, that episode. What I didn't notice though was that you brought up was how, because so Stephen turns, he turns into Stephen and then he's about to get beat. But Stephen clearly doesn't remember that because he always says his mother was a, a beautiful person. Mm -hmm. uh, that the point of Stephen to see that and then, of course, he wouldn't have that memory of him getting that situation with the belt 
someone else does someone else is taking that and i just realized as we're talking that yeah that's probably exactly when the other personality came the was third personality exactly i love that and you know you see him go from mark to what you assume is steven but he doesn't talk i don't know if you notice he doesn't say a word so you can't you don't know if that's steven or the third personality well, I was looking back to, I watched it this morning before the podcast. I always watch it day of just to enjoy it. Like I said, I didn't really enjoy it this time. Uh, second time I take my notes That's and then the third shame. time I make sure I get, I, I tried. I, I think what it was, was I was confused by the delivery of the episode. I didn't get the navigation of the asylum. Another thing that confused me was when Mark would sit there and get frustrated or overwhelmed with the asylum he would do the whole uh send me back and then he's in front of dr harrow i was trying to figure that out like what is happening is he able to switch in his mind here's the thing they do that in and in writing it's called an unreliable narrator it's something that it's like a a mechanism in a story where the the person telling the story in first person isn't telling the truth they're kind of misleading you and that's having three two or three characters in this movie it it's that unreliable narrator like when the joker in the dark knight uh he tells the story of how he got those scars i think three times and none yeah. of them are the same it's that unreliable narrator and it's really really important in this show maybe that's like you said cuz we got you said you saw the other personality we know that um mark went back there when he was smacking himself which by the way was so out of character for him to act that way i didn't like it i didn't like seeing mark overwhelmed with an emotional situation and smacking him with his face i'm like that's i feel like he would just kind of like clench real hard close his eyes and get into that state yeah. and then steven also gets into that part two so they all kind of played a part in with dr harrow that i liked i just didn't understand it so explaining it that way yeah. i get as a as a story mechanism yeah, this episode was an oscar isaac uh emotional showcase it was him and himself just doing every emotion in the book and i said like identity is a, a theme in these marvel tv shows but so is pain Oh yes, I mean we got that with uh, with Scar uh, with WandaVision. We really WandaVision into... huge yeah. pain, probably mm -hmm. the most of anybody. Loki, I don't know, he lost some shit, or the girl Loki <laughs> who he was in love with. It's it's a theme, and you see it a lot in this episode. Whether it's at the the funeral there, or when when the brother dies and she's saying it's all your fault. There's a ton of pain, and Oscar Isaac does like, especially when he breaks down in in the street, um, oh. bouncing between identities. It's heartbreaking. It was definitely the saddest episode, um, but I think it's it's important, and it really it's a whole episode. It's the whole story. You can get a lot from that episode where you don't really need one through four. I feel like this episode was misplaced, maybe in the series, um, because we do need this episode, or else we wouldn't know. We we'd be still talking right now. Who's Mark Spector? By the second last episode, we shouldn't really have to ask that question. I just feel like what they should have done was they should have moved this episode, maybe like like three or two when we were having those issues with story building and everything we had that okay. nonsense episode that would have been a good time to start putting stuff in like this of you know who is mark specter how did this all come and then we can use that information to guide his decisions that's coming up um now you did talk about mark and yeah. um you know his emotions and everything we're going through i feel like mm -hmm. i just had a immediately out the gate issue um seeing mark the entire time because of how emotional he was and maybe that's because he's dealing with the memories of his mother 
Um, but yeah, it, yeah. it definitely is. That's what spawned this whole situation. That's why he is where he is today. I mean, when the episode starts, though, like, for example, when the uh, I never got the goddess's name um, or could remember it. The hippo? But when she, the hippo. I don't remember what they I said either. her name I was. I can't remember what her name was. Uh, um, but he, they talk about how it's a an asylum. Why do I see an asylum? And Mark Ray then says, well, because we're crazy. We're crazy. I understand now he knew that he had this split personality disorder. Yeah. But the way he delivers, well, we're crazy. We're crazy. I'm like, I don't know. He's too emotional it kind of seemed like steven was almost talking about uh his emotions at that part because we the entire time mark seems very in control of himself and yeah. the moment he enters this realm and maybe that's just to show that this realm is not going to be okay we get a different mark specter and i had a real hard time getting to know this new guy no matter how much of a hard ass war criminal mercenary you are <laughs> if you have to in the afterlife between life and death <laughs> this is your purgatory hope. if you will you have to deal with your sp more than one personality in your head and you got to deal with reliving past childhood trauma i think anybody including mark specter no matter how much of a badass he's going to be upset he's going to be emotional what happened with his mother is the most it's what fucked him up i i agree you know? i just i felt law i i talking about it now i do see what they were doing the writing nailed it that way we'll say right getting oscar isaac also portraying where he's at and everything they nailed it just watching it initially like if i were to watch this all the way through and i don't want to say that yet because we still have one more episode left um <laughs> it would it just feels like a weird placement for the episode um I wanted it somewhere else the entire time, basically. Okay. So That's interesting. I never really the hippo's name is also Towerit, by the way. Towerit. Towerit. What was it? The goddess she, of again? So Towerit is the goddess of pregnancy and motherhood, and she was a protector goddess of women and children. Now I feel that here. weird that she's the one that was guiding them through the afterlife. Because doesn't the Egyptians don't they have well, a god for the afterlife? Look at what she's well, the, the, see, it the, says, the goddess of. Egyptian myths even depicted Tarot as a nurturing force, as a kind of nurse who warded off evil spirits determined to harm mothers. She's the go the goddess of of rebirth and birth and rebirth, and that's what this this show's all about. It's, yeah. it's reinventing Mark Spector into Moon Knight. Well, that's what I thought we were gonna get from her too, because like I said, the last time when we watched the uh, episode four, the first thing that Ian Steele did was we Googled hippo uh, Egyptian goddess. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we learned. Ex yeah, we were talking. We texted each other like, "What's this? This is this god." Um, so we looked it up, and when I found out it was the fertility god and like the protector of women and children, I th and rebirth because I think rebirth was written in the description. I was like, okay, yeah. That makes sense. This is probably the way he gets reborn. But by the end of this episode, that is like very unclear if we're even going to see this hippo uh, character again. It seems like she played her part by just guiding him um, to the. Was anybody else a little bit kind of just didn't really care for the hippo at all, really? She was just kind of too bubbly. And I just, I don't know. I just, just kind of irked it's me like, the wrong way. I don't know. Every episode, because this is a heavy episode. It is. It's yeah. probably one of the heaviest episodes in Marvel MC TV. Agreed. Anyway. Agreed. Yeah. And if you just have a whole episode of that subject and him dealing with PTSD and childhood trauma, that's going to be a huge downer. So, that's yeah, true. I mean, she's not a huge part of this episode, but it is kind of important in the symbolism she represents and help. He helps drive the story because if she's not there, then how do you do the thing with the 
the hearts and the balance and you've got to have somebody to kind of explain it because not everybody's very well versed in egyptian mythology well, i didn't know all, any of that we also need to remember that this is a superhero disney incorporated movie and i hate saying this being you know middle-aged men here uh, but these are middle age. We're there. That's not that. We're I'll almost. Show you middle age. <laughs> I never know at what age to say middle Who age. Are but you? I'm, I'm gonna say we're close. It's just when we go into these movies, we gotta understand there is a younger audience that has to be appealed to. So having a bubbly char hippo character, the way she acted, kind of had to round off those those hard edges. I think. Um, I think she yeah. was probably the best way to do that because we're not gonna get Steven doing it this time like we used to um, because in the other if... episodes. If you do it the other way, if you leave her out, then you just go watch Joker. Yeah. It's the same thing almost, just with less hippo. So you got a lot of Joker because you've, you've referenced that a lot with this episode. Joe, When I think psychological or uh, maybe a character with the most trauma, um, the Joker is probably number one. And then, honestly, I think Mark Spector might be the second of, of characters in movies and TV that have had, um, you know, something to do with like the psychological kind of what do they call that uh like a psyche human nature or I, I, human condition uh, i don't know it's hard to say yeah that's yeah, it human condition. <laughs> human condition. <laughs> took three of us we got it uh, <laughs> like, like human like psychology and like we and what we wanted initially from this like especially me being a marvel fan knowing that moon knight does have the split personality disorder i was hoping to get a lot more of that at the forefront of course we kind of get it obviously they're splitting they're balancing between personalities yeah. but i would love the heaviness of it that this episode did kind of have around it like that theme more throughout the other episodes can i say that this episode if you you guys talked earlier about the scene where Khonshu kind of takes advantage of him because he's got the split personalities, and he said yeah. it doesn't really either fit the flow of the episode. And yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It, it you could take that out of the episode and still have the best episode, I think, yet. Um, because it's it's just people feel like they can't watch serious shit. They have to have the Moon Knight show up. Oh, it's been two episodes. We can't have two episodes where he's not the Moon Knight. So they kind of shoehorn that scene in. Uh, it doesn't carry much weight for me. Um, no. To, to, to find out how Khonshu gave him the powers is not really interesting to me as much as the whole psychological trauma of Mark Spector. Well, we had that scene explained to us um, throughout the episodes uh, two and three when, you know, we start finding out that he has something to do with Lila's dad's death. Um, he does even talk about it in the tomb. Um, so it was so uneventful and just bland of Khonshu talking to him. Like, even the conversation was just mostly Khonshu talking. It was so not needed we know that he has the powers we can kind of gotten the idea yeah. we even talked about that <laughs> right. theory about him di almost dying and getting the powers of of all that and it was it was we, we spent the entire time and this is the other thing where i felt so weird in that episode was so the entire time learning about his relationship between losing his brother and the, how that affected with his mom and then all of a sudden like oh yeah by the way here's moon knight in the middle of it too it wasn't even like at the end of when we found all that stuff out it was like right in the middle of the memories fell out yeah. of place and just them kind of putting a bandage on a, a situation that they had to do. And can I say, when we predicted what superheroes are going to pop up in this show, uh, I read or saw a TikTok that said the Red Scarab, I believe, or the Scarlet Scarab is a superhero. Another Marvel superhero that 
worked against or with Captain America. So I think that's that's getting closer to my theory of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I found this article. I want to get your guys' opinions on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I like that. So this this was an opinion piece. Moon Knight just copied WandaVision's flashbacks, but did them better. Thoughts? When it came to this whole episode right now? Um... I know what he's talking about. I know what you mean. In the uh, second last episode of WandaVision, they, she went back through almost as TV shows. She went back to past events with the, tone, the Stark missile in the house. And she kind of, again, deals with the pain of childhood trauma. And he's saying that that flashback episode is not as good as the, the way Moon Knight just executed it here. And I don't know. I don't agree. If I, I agree. don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. And that's because the delivery of both episodes is so different. So in this episode, he's in his mind, literally opening doors to memories. Um, it's not him relating what's going on now to those memories and connecting the two. It's straight up just answering stuff that we have questions about. Um, this what was going on in WandaVision was we were finding out what's going what's going on in that current situation and it was connecting all those dots this was more of a who's who sort of situation now Uh, i'm going to use episode five as a way of telling the story better because it blend blends mark having to deal with that childhood trauma and what made him split his personalities and it fits into the, the the feeling of afterlife of redeeming yourself and kind of coming to terms with who you really are it fits in there whereas the wandavision episode was just here's an exposition dump here's why wanda is the way she is it didn't really fit organically the way um him opening doors to the past and dealing with that past and separating from al what the fuck's his name the second guy the British one, Stephen Grant. Stephen. We've been waiting for five episodes. <laughs> I keep wanting to call him Alan Grant. I'm like, God. Oh we'll do some Jurassic God. Park in the future, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, I uh, so I, feel... I think that's why I think this episode is better than the one in Wandavision. I feel like WandaVision did it better when it came to the memories. Um, I just, I don't like, like we said, this one felt choppy for me. I didn't like the, the way they delivered the memories and everything. That's but gonna. It's just a bad it's, taste. It's the quality of the memories. It's what the memories were. They were of him getting hit by his mother with a belt. It was him of his brother drowning. Him at the funeral. Way more emotional. Whereas WandaVision was just her talking to Vision on a bed or her the bomb almost blowing up in her house. It, there wasn't kind of maybe. And sorry, I just put my finger up at okay. you. <laughs> no one can Excuse see me? that, but Excuse I just me? totally told Jared to shut the fuck up with my finger. <laughs> um, I just snorted on you. Um, I think what I like about WandaVision is it's not just answering questions in a five episode series that i'm watching it's answering questions i might have had in other movies and it's connecting okay. a, maybe that's what it is i'm starting to think because oh. as you're talking about it i'm starting to connect you know um age of ultron uh to the the missile memory that wanda had so i think that's maybe what it is and i'm not the, the information i'm getting is a little it's just too little and it doesn't mean too much to me i think i'll put it this way for both you guys okay what matters more in the story does do those flashbacks matter more in wandavision's story or do they matter more in moon knight's story i hate that i'm gonna moon Knight. like if you took those yeah. memory that memory section out of the the show or movie what show collapses it would definitely have moon to Knight would collapse for sure 
because like WandaVision be able to live without that. You still have, yes. you still can think like really all we got was knowing that Wanda had a tortured past. We've known Wanda had a tortured past in other movies. Well, she's we talk, knew. Like, she, they talk about it. Like Pietro talked about, I have a picture of my mother. Died. Sorry yeah. for the accent. I will never. It's like, not those... Sokovian, but. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty Sokovian-ish. Um, so like we knew that. We know, okay, clearly. I think the only thing we probably need to know was how she got Vision's body in that show because that was kind sure. of a what happened and maybe we just wanted that wrapped up for ourselves but even that right. if it was missing it would have been fine if yep. we missed all this yep. we wouldn't have this is a whole like, this is a whole duality of self exactly and... So that that in itself is why it is better the flashbacks are better in moon knight than they are in scarlet witch and i actually can you forward me that article because i'd love to read it and see if i'm like yeah, Bought put that on. in our Discord yeah, no chat problem. that no one can see. That's just for us. I would love to read that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have another <laughs> article up. And before okay. we go into this one, I want to ask you guys a little bit of foreshadowing. Okay. So what do you think? Like, what do you expect to get out of episode six? How much wow. more should we expect to get? I mean, this is the... Pr okay, so I, uh, to talk about that real quick, I want to say this. The ending of the last episode left us on such of a needing more again, right? What yeah. was the ending of the episode? I don't he remember. eventually gets the heart's balance because Stephen falls off the boat, yeah. dies, and then the, the the scales balance. And I love the score change here. You have this oh. violin, sad violin playing, and then the hippo goddess oh, is like, yeah. they're balanced. And then you get that old-timey music playing, Look, and I love yes, that. And then he's in the field. Yes. Did you notice that it was the sun was rising? It was in a field just like Thanos when he balanced and snapped the gauntlet. No, I, I didn't, didn't notice that. But didn't now notice that you're saying that? it, even the glow was very, very it's a, a very orange glow. Because in when you're in the afterlife, it's that blue Black Panther kind of blue. Yeah, it, it definitely left us on like this big cliffhanger. We still have a lot that needs to happen. He needs to get out of the afterlife. He needs to go get uh, resurrect Khonshu, become Moon Knight, stop Harrow. Save Lila, maybe. Um, all, all of that being said, here we go. Moon Knight finale gets a record-breaking length. So here, in my opinion, this is a bad thing. So WandaVision's <laughs> finale was 51 minutes. Okay. Falcon and Winter Soldier, 53 minutes. Loki, okay. 48. What If, 37. Yeah. Hawkeye, 62. Whoa, really? What? Moon Knight is only 42 minutes. But it is it's... the lowest. It that It's record-breaking, but on the opposite oh, end. Oh, that tricky headline. I, yeah, because I, I, mm -hmm. I thought... Because here's the... Okay, that says so much more because I thought we are getting like a two-hour episode because you feels like we need a two-hour episode. That's what you expect. You expect him to become Moon Knight and start like just ripping the shit out of Arthur Harrow. What if it lives off on a cliffhanger? All these shows have kind of the, – the person finds their identity or they kind of find their identity, and then who knows what adventure is next. Loki, WandaVision, they all done it. WandaVision was in the, where the house used to be. She's kind of found herself. She knows what's real and what's not. Um, Loki is is back at the, the time travel agency or what is it? TVA. <laughs> TVA. TVA, yeah. yeah, yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier, you get you – get, Captain America, the new Captain America. So what you're going to get at this show, at the end of the show is 
um, Mark Spector walking towards the camera. He's going to turn into Moon Knight, and then the camera's going to go black, and that's the end of the series. I really don't think that's actually going to happen. I think we're. Okay. I, I feel like it, they need to wrap it up only on. Oh, sorry, I hit my mic. Only on the the idea that this is a six episode miniseries yeah. it's not continuing so we aren't expected that doesn't mean that they're not going to leave us on a cliffhanger to have our own imagination think about what he could be up to because like they said yeah. kevin feige is going to try to place him somewhere else so we're going to need to have something in our head that he's been busy uh i just feel like we might get this one wrapped up um i mean every superhero i think is going to end in the I, whole like what else i don't next? think you have time to wrap up the layla storyline the Arthur Harrow storyline, the Amit storyline, the freeing Conchu, and the getting Moon Knight back. You can't get all I five agree. of that in one episode. So you got to pick one or two of them. That's all you're getting. And then you stay tuned. So that being said, which ones do you pick? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So which one? All right. Lila is not important. We've, we've decided that Lila doesn't need to be here. She can here. come back in the sequel. She could probably be the one that reoccurs all the time. We wouldn't care. Yeah. Uh, um, Harrow has to be defeated. Agreed. Too much, because he's got Harrow and Emmett. They go hand in hand. And we know that something's happened, because in the, this episode, as they're sailing, the fire is coming down from the sky, and yeah. she's like, but like could what's that happening? Be, Was could that, that be during or the snap? Or the snap? No, because... That's a lot of bodies falling at one time. We know that this is, um, this is uh, pro-snap, because of the passport... Um, years that we got so we do know that this is after the snap and she's saying that these souls there's a good point though because she's like these souls are being unjudged how how far after the snap is this we don't think we have any information on that Uh, because that's totally different place to me like a lot of bodies falling at one time what if that's what happens and we find out at the end of this episode that this was pre-snap yeah and that's like he comes back after I don't know. It's it, like that's the thing. <laughs> this could go freaking anywhere. Like I, I like the only thing I liked about the episode was at the end of the episode. Unfortunately, when mm. he's all of a sudden it's just Mark and he's just in the field. Yeah. That I'm like, wh- why? Why? Why did you do that to us? Why? He needs to. Yeah. He needs to be saved. Like someone save Mark. Get him out of there. But now it seems like he's almost stuck in the afterlife. So they're not saying yet that there's any definitive where it um it fits in the MCU yet, but they're saying Hawkeye and the ending of Spider-Man No Way Home both take place around the holiday season yep. in 2024. See, I, I noticed that when I watched No Way Home. So we can speculate based can. on the order of releases alone that Moon Knight might fall between the events of No Way Home and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And like we've said that too, Jerry, you said that last time that Marvel does the time, like they always look at their timelines and continuity oh, yeah. is yeah. important. So I do feel like we the only time they've ever done um, something from the past was Black Widow when it was in between. They threw it after Endgame, but it was a storyline that was right yeah. before Civil War. So um, I, I, it literally go anywhere uh from here i definitely know that we're he's got to defeat harrow he's got to get conshu we're not gonna get mark specter like at the end of this are we at the very end of this episode we get mark specter just about to become moon knight again i can see that it's kind of like that spider-man 2 he sheds the spider-man he's not spider-man anymore he's like you gotta balance your 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 work and your work in superhero life 
And then that's what Spider-Man makes Spider-Man 2 so great is that he's finding balance. It's it's a drama. It's a, a personal story. And it's not just nonstop action. I feel and like that's, we... That's God, I think we get a lot more action in episode six. No. I, w- I, I wouldn't mind if there wasn't any action at all, <laughs> to be I, honest. I feel like Moon Knight's been okay with that, too, because the past two episodes have, like, Jer's loved the past two episodes, oh. and we've got no Moon Knight so far. <laughs> I do think you're right. I think it's going to be one of those, like, cliffhanger things where we're hanging on the whole entire episode waiting for him to become Moon Knight. This is Moon Knight, for fuck's sakes. We're not going to sit yeah. here and wait for him to become the third person, although we are. We we saw that in episode five. He's like, you, you have become my Moon Knight. And then he becomes Moon Knight. That's it. So now you you're gonna get as much as you, if you like it or not you're getting more Mark Discovery shit. That's what you're getting, and I love. I'm absolutely loving it. I do want to comment real quick on the part where Stephen. I think it was the best transition we had from Mark to Stephen was mm-hmm. when he was in the street. He was like, "Holy crap!" The amount of motion coming out of Oscar Isaac at that part. I was like, when he takes the it was it called a yamaka. And yep. he yes. starts just hitting it, and then you see him right then going back to his faith, saying, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." And then just snapping into Stephen and not mm. really having much of a. Like, I think he does a real quick, like a sniffle, and yeah. like it was almost flawless. And I'm like, "Oh man!" Like I, he's just like, "Oh bloody hell!" Well, again, I think yeah, him breaking down in the street in that scene was super emotional uh, but when he switches back to steven pulls out his phone call and then puts it up to his ear but there's no phone call that's steven lying to himself that his mother's on the other end and then you kind of put two and two together and you say wow he's not been talking to his his dead mother that he's trying to forget about all this time and i think that's even sadder than seeing him break down in the street breaking i had a, a sadder part for you is when okay. I, I, I saw it every time i saw it, i saw it three times um <laughs> is when he, so steven goes to see dr harrow and he's like would you like us to call your mother for you and he hands him yeah. the phone oscar isaac's frown you guys and his his eyes it's like i've just told someone their mother has died it it, it was it was very well acting, very well yeah. delivered. I love these subtle you know, nuances he does in his uh, demeanor to purvey emotion. I mean, if I wasn't an Oscar Isaac fan before, cannot yeah. wait. If he's in something, I'm going to check it out. Oh, I, I, it's another point for my argument why this episode is better because Oscar Isaac is the best, I think, in his career. He is. In, in this episode. Even better than episode, as much as we loved episode four with the drooling this tops it this tops it because he's two people on screen simultaneously and they work with each other so well it's scary the acting is great the story for me i felt this was a misplaced episode and i really wanted it to i don't know maybe i'm a guy who doesn't like to think too much when i'm watching shows and i just want them to spoon feed me everything and i was i i i did like the way it ended, uh, especially being a second last to the series, you guys. I mm-hmm. I am now at the point where I'm left really wanting the finale. And I think that is something that you should get out of a second last episode is like wanting to see what how it wraps up. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Every single Marvel series so far, I've made a prediction for the end and how I want it to end. And guess what doesn't happen every single time? Your prediction? So <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna bother. Like, oh, wait, whatever so happens. How, how did happens. you predict Loki to end? I don't know. Like Kang the Conqueror literally walking out of the door. 
I'm I'm still in the mindset all these years later that some big reveal is going to happen and a bad guy walks through the door and then it cuts to black. These Marvel movies are above that. That's just lazy writing to get people to come back for your sequel. And I think um, they don't. So I got to stop expecting that from these TV shows. I got to stop. When, WandaVision is a great example because when they had Quicksilver, it was the same actor who played Quicksilver in the X-Men universe yeah. back for Fox. For Sony, yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, 100%. This movie, the last episode, we're going to open the multiverse. All these X-Men characters are going to come through. Not even close. And Not, I yeah. respected it so much more. They're evolving in the way they're telling their stories, which is exactly what they need to do. Because I think uh, when me and Jer first met, we were saying that we were getting bored. We thought... Sorry, oh. we thought we were going to get bored, and then they came out with Spider-Man, which I just watched, by the way, guys, and we definitely need to touch on some Spider-Man stuff. Right, so we have one more episode left, guys. That also means that this season of podcasting has one more episode Ooh. left. I know. It's going to be... It's, it's very exciting, though, because what we have coming up for the podcast... I mean, it's we can't gonna stop... It's going to be pretty cool. <laughs> bigger better <laughs> we have the technology um <laughs> on that note guys you want to tell everybody where they can find you you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash steel sparky and as always every week it's real good movies r-e-e-l uh this week is knives out that was a good it's one a great podcast by the way it i was. listened to that on the way to training and uh, we finally, I can officially say this, have the website up and running, you guys. Moonkingbean.com slash podcast is where you can find all of these podcasts being up to date. Every time I upload them, they'll be on that site. So you guys can go ahead and click there. Even give us some feedback on the site itself. And we can uh, talk about that feedback on our next episode. All right, guys. So I don't want to say it, but I will see you guys, I guess, on the other side of our last episode of our first season. The other oh. side, just like Mark Spector. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone.